0: can this be refined? Does this need to be let go? Is this still mine to hold? Is this worth taking where I'm going? And, you know, and just being patient with that process.
1: Welcome back again to another episode of the Confident Mompreneur podcast where we talk to real women from around the globe about real-life difficulties and triumphs in momhood, business, relationships, health, and more. I'm your host, Kiri, ready to give you real, actionable advice to help you become the best, most confident version of you in all areas of your life. Let's get into it. Well, Welcome on today, Elizabeth. I am so excited to have you here.
0: Yay! Hi, hi, hi!
1: So I, uh, we were just kind of connecting before we hopped on. I found her through her TED Talk, which was amazing. So do you want to just kind of start us out by introducing you a little bit about who you are, what you do, all of your accolades, all the things? (laughs) Totally.
0: (laughs) Hi, I'm Elizabeth Bay. I am a mother, I am a wife, and I am a mentor to a lot of pretty incredible women in business. And so I am mostly known for my retreats. I've hosted retreats and events for a long time. Um, I'm a big community leader, so I lead a community of mainly females. And I have masterminds, coaching, all of that. And my actual background is in the beauty industry. I was a hairdresser for years. I was actually an educator in the beauty industry for years. And now I serve beauty and wellness pros, a lot of people in personal and professional development who are also mentors and coaches. Um, But that's who my community is. I'm the founder of a company called Hair Love. We're one of the beauty industry's largest communities that's independently ran. So that means like not by like a Redkin something like that. Um, So we have a really large organic community where we do all things education. And I also... Um, founded globe breathwork certification so that's my certification where i teach other Anyone really like, I mean, people who just like want to learn how to breathe or they want to bring it into their business, they want to get certified in mindfulness tools, breath work, nervous system regulation tools. Um, a lot of coaches. Um, I've actually had some moms who just like want to learn it for their family, Uh, a lot of healers, a lot of beauty and wellness pros, really anyone who services other clients. And yeah, my background was being in beauty. I was a business coach for years in beauty, and that was my main focus of what I did. And I went through a pretty wild healing journey in 2019 that led to me going through my own personal health and healing journey. And then I started going to school for everything I do now in twenty twenty. I am still a student of the work, trauma informed, somatics, NLP, hypnosis, sound healing, breath work, breath work, breath work. And that's what really changed my work. I was already doing retreats, I was already doing coaching, um but they were like more business focused. And I really realized uh, what it meant. to get burned out and get sick and what it would take to lead completely differently. If I wanted to sustain a successful business and a life that wouldn't harm my health, my family, my future, my relationships. And yeah, so now I do things very differently. I lead heart forward and my feminine energy. Um, our whole motto is when you feel good, you do good. And that was, didn't used to be my not motto. It was like, when I finally do enough, then I'll feel good. That was
1: my <laughs> old motto. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you saying that, it's like, uh, I feel that so hard. <laughs> and I do think. You know, a lot of it has to do with just the hustle culture that we've been stuck in um, for a long time. And especially as women, we already have a tendency to feel like we're not doing enough. We aren't enough as people, you know, like it can be hard. I've been feeling this actually a lot lately. I was just thinking this yesterday. So it's so funny that we're meeting today. Um, You know, I feel like I am not enough in what I'm doing right now, but also feel like I need to be doing more at the same time. And it's like I'm being torn in half (laughs) while I'm trying to like, you know, also lead this intentional life where I can be a good, you know, partner, I can be a good mother, I can, you know, be a good business owner and do all of these things.
0: Yep, girl, I feel you. And I feel I mean, that's like such a It's just like the way that we're taught to lead as females and female entrepreneurs. Like we were taught how to run business in such a masculine way. And so to do it differently is really brave and courageous because you have to unlearn a lot and then you have to be brave enough to do it in a different way and really hold that faith that it is possible and sustainable in a different way. And that's where I think having each other is so important and sisterhood and mentorship and community to like not be walking this path alone. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, where are the other pioneers, right? And I had to like join a mastermind to find them, to find other people leading this way, to find expanders, to be in the space of other people that can show you that pillar, that light of like, this is possible and it doesn't have to be this way. And I think we're first generation for us of like, like I can't call my grandma and be like, yo, what was it like to make millions of dollars and be a mom and bake cookies? Like, she's like, I don't know, it's a stay at home mom. Like we're first generation of women to be making this type of wealth or even desiring to be making this type of wealth to even think it was possible to make even a fraction of that much wealth and hold family and all these other things. So we're literally fucking figuring this out on what it means to attune to this new level, but do it in a way that's holistic. And I think that's why you see so many female leaders in their healing journeys as they're like going through this to return back to like really like ancient principles and old ways of being and bringing these universal or, um, shamanic or, you know, village like things into, um, the way they do things is they're referring, they're returning back to the body, which is the divine feminine, they're returning back to their heart. And it's done differently. And so I think you see a lot of people who've been burned out or are burned out. And there's like a big wave and change happening. And mm-hmm. I think if you're starting out beautiful, you get to learn from people from their mistakes. I think if you've been burned out and you're going, you kind of get to go back to the soil and refertilize and rebuild a little bit in a way that's more sustainable for your nervous system. And I think if you're still figuring it out, I think it's great. You can pick up some of these pieces. And my clients who are like very successful, making a lot of money, doing a lot of things, they're like having to go back and adjust the way they do things, not undo the business, but like remodel a little bit so it can Mm -hmm. feel better.
1: Well, and I think that's a big thing to talk about is like, I feel like sometimes as women, we feel like we have to do this all or nothing. Situation, we, we can still be doing the business, running the things, but also taking a step back and rebuilding in a way that's going to be
0: sustainable without throwing everything away that we've done so far, too. 100%. It's a bridging. It's not like throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like I have seen so many clients who want to just like burn it all down, like fuck it, start over. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're bridging old and new self. It's like a healing journey. Like old self isn't like, you know, I don't ever care about you anymore. It's like a reclamation and we're attuning up to something higher, but we have to like kind of bridge where we've been to where we're going. And some of that might be like, okay, we're not going to do this thing anymore, be that way anymore. But a lot of it can be more of like a refinement. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to say it. I like that. So you talked a little bit about 2019 kind of being a big year for you. Do you want to walk us through what was going on, what was happening and how you've kind of gone from there?
0: Yeah. How do you want me to be like all the way honest? Do it. Okay. You're going to get it. So um, in 2019, I had built a very, like I had been running a very successful business for a long time. So like all the things, right. Speaking clients, service base, mom, mom house, whatever, all those things, big community. And I changed a lot of lives and I even really loved what I was doing and who I was doing it for and felt really mission driven. Like a lot of the things that like, you know, are, I would say something that we strive for. And I was so tired. I was so burned out, And it had been a few years of me really being burned out and being sick. And it kept getting worse. And 2019 was kind of like the pinnacle of it. It was like, my body was like, listen, bitch, we've been trying to hang on. Um, now we're just like full on not okay. So that was the year my PCOS was outrageous. I was pre-diabetic. I was had markers for arthritis. I was experiencing all of the symptoms of arthritis. Uh, my doctors were like, like you're gonna get a few other autoimmune diseases if we don't get this under control. I had chronic migraines. I was so inflamed, like it hurt to scroll on my phone, which is like a very small movement. And I had a team and a community and clients and all these people and a son and my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, I had all these opportunities and I was like, I don't have time to be sick. Like I don't have fucking time for this. And my body, like, it was like the whispers turned into shouts and the shouts turned into like bloody murder screams. And that was 2019 for me was I couldn't ignore my health anymore. And I had started going to all these doctors, getting labs, getting tests, trying to get answers. And I really wanted someone to diagnose me and be like, this is your problem. This is your pill. And now you feel better. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not that simple sometimes. And fortunately for me, it led to where it led me now. But as I was going, I basically just got like a lot of different diagnoses and a lot of just like, well, you should probably be healthier, less stress, lose weight, be, you know, take a pill. This will help prevent things from getting worse. And That was not really a real answer. And so I was doing, you know, some of those things and was still just so sick. I was like, I literally, I I can't do this anymore. Like I, this is not like, I'm not going to be able to work and I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to be a mom. And it was very bad at the same time. My boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, he has had depression his whole life And it wasn't until his twenties that he learned that everybody doesn't want to kill themselves. He was like, Oh, that's not a normal feeling. Um, And they were like, by the way, that's called depression. And they put him on depression medicine and that kept him alive, which is awesome. And, um, in 2019, I believe he was 34, 33, something like that. So he'd been on depression medicine for a long time and it had been a few years that it kind of like stopped working as well. So they would up his dose and they had maxed out his dose of what was safe for a human to take. And it just wasn't working anymore. And it's what they call medicine resistant. So he, they tried other medicines and turns out if you use the wrong medicine, it can make you suicidal, have a psychotic break. I mean, really bad shit can happen. Um, gives you the opposite effect of what it should. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. So we did a DNA test that told him what his body chemistry would work with. And it said, the medicine that will work for you is the one you've been on, but you're medicine resistant to that medicine. So, you know, you could go to a a clinic you could you know check in somewhere like if you're really suicidal like that they have you know places you can get checked into and that's where we were at like we were it was very scary it was very our relationship was very toxic it was abusive i was scared i would come home and he wouldn't be alive i was having anxiety about that for him on top of being sick on top of running a business and i was like universe god i don't have time for this And they're like, bitch, you got to make some time. (laughs) And as it all literally came crumbling down, like, I don't know if either of us are gonna be around anymore. We, It's the Rumi quote, when life brings you to your knees, you're in the perfect position to pray. And we just got really open to anything. And we had had some people in our lives say, have you heard of breath work?" Have you heard of the inner child? Have you heard of psilocybin? And we're like we are not doing drugs. We are not going to work with these hippies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, at this point though, we're like whatever, anything. Because I don't know if there's even a tomorrow. I don't know what that even looks like. And I had no awareness and so for the person maybe hearing this who doesn't as well, the body keeps score. We hold on to emotion and trauma and it's stored with us and it can manifest illness and disease in the body. And so your physical and mental symptoms, right? I have depression. I am sick. Those things actually are very tied to the emotional body and our trauma and our experiences. I had no awareness that emotional healing would have anything to do with physical healing right <laughs> like I didn't realize that a somatic release during breath work would actually help my shoulder injury like I I had no awareness and that that was a huge part of my healing journey was the breath work and the emotional release work and I did medicine work and all sorts of different work was the first time I got real relief. I started to heal my nervous system and realize I had been addicted to productivity and work like an actual addict my entire life. And I did not know how to be in the present moment because the present moment wasn't safe.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And this journey of breath work and all the tools, um, absolutely changed our lives our intention was to break up at once we both got safe we loved each other i wanted him to live obviously and he wanted me to be physically well and we fell in love on the other side of a healing journey Mm. we're married now and (laughs) he's a phenomenal breathwork instructor and it changed our whole world absolutely changed our whole world that is so amazing
1: and it's, I love that you bring up The Body Keeps Score. I was just reading that book. I thought it was on my desk, but it's over on my bookshelf. So I was going to grab it and be like, look, I think I've got it too. Um, Your journey sounds so much like mine. It's kind of insane how, how tied together it is. Um So I was also, you know, running my business and doing all of the things. And then I... I was in an abusive relationship at the time, ended up going through a divorce, uh, you know, being a single mom, trying to handle everything. I, um, my body started going downhill. I had a cancer scare and then I, um, went through a sexual assault and ended up, um, trying to commit suicide in June of 2022. Um, And so it's been like, you know, the learning and healing and growing since then and getting back into the business and building things, but building it in a more sustainable way that feels good to me.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful, sister. Yeah. I I think like your story and my story is a very similar story, actually, because when I share it, so many people just like your story, just like mine. And I think it's beautiful when we talk about it because we bring light and a humanness to the things we go through i've also been divorced by the way and a single mom my son's 10 now but my Mm -hmm. current not his blood dad but um yeah and i think it's beautiful to be open and honest about our experiences and our humanity and um i you know i always say like with medicine i'm pro people staying alive (laughs) It's whatever type of medicine that is that keeps you here. And I think we call in the medicine we need at the time that we're ready for it, whether it be therapy, whether it be a pill, whether it be ayahuasca, whether it be a sister, whether it be a coach, whatever that is, that medicine will come when you're ready for what you're ready for. And I think there's a medicine in just sharing our stories.
1: Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing is I feel like too often we find shame in our stories. And like you said, you were in this place where, you know, on the outside, maybe it was perceived as if you you had everything and everything was great. And, you know, you had reached the pinnacle of, you know, what life could be. And then inside your body's like, no, I can't do this. This isn't sustainable. Like, this is terrible. You know, so while it may look all great on the outside which, you know, as women, we're especially great at putting on that face that everything's going great, you know, really things were tumbling down and you needed to redo things. So what, what was it like for you as you like started learning kind of those ho- holistic healing methods and rebuilding your business and doing all of those things? What was that like for you?
0: Yeah. I think it's a great question. Yeah. And I think it's an example of like, I think we, I don't think I know we go through so many death and rebirth cycles <laughs> in our life, right? Because that pinnacle moment, I had been through all these other hard like what my story I would have told then was like, maybe my single mom or my high school dropout or, you know, all my other stories. And it's like, and then you get to this mountain and I really think God, universe, the divine consciousness, whatever you want to call it, it's like, it's the preparation for that next experience that next hike, that next peak you're about to go the next on. Level. yeah, yeah. It was like, baby girl, like you can't lead like this for where you're going, you know, like God's calling you to, you know, whether it's another phase of motherhood or love or business or whatever that is for you. Um, some of this shit's got to die so it can be reborn. Um, so for me, I have just been so humbled to be like, I am always a student of the work and I don't chase an arrival point. I get to be like, I'm arrived here in the present moment always. Like I'm arrived here in the now and I'm always in the becoming of what's next and honoring what was. And when I was working with um, my editor, actually for my book, we literally wrote that down. We're like, let's honor the past. Let's presence what's present and let's hold space for what's to come. And it's like, really, that's what I, I'm always in my next, like, what does that look like in this next season of my life to find alignment? And it changes. There's not like this one answer that's my answer. So it's your answer. It's like, my answer will change in six months. Um, but for me, it's been really going back to stuff I had already built. And sitting with, you know, once I, ident- you know, there's all the awareness and the processing and maybe guilt or shame I had for all of the hurt I put myself through and starting to change, taking care of myself after kind of getting some of that integrated in more, I got to go back to my business and really look at what came from what space. Cause a lot of it was built with purpose and wounded ambition and looking at it as like can this be refined does this need to be let go is this still mine to hold is this worth taking where i'm going and you know and just being patient with that process like just piece by piece, like biting it off one piece at a time, and really focusing on the part that either took up the most energy and time, was the biggest leak, um, you know, was the biggest part of my business, whatever that is, and starting there. And I, it's almost like going back to the soil and giving it the nutrients it needs to build a foundation with new values. Where, you know, I didn't used to prioritize my health, my family, uh, my pleasure flow, beauty. Like none of that was like the value. The value was like, well, I'll get all that once the outcome is accomplished and at all costs, I'll move forward. Cause I thought that was the only way to be safe and to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so I think just, and really being soft with myself of the fear around that to really like lead differently can, for me has felt really fucking terrifying at times. Like literally, like I might die. It might all crumble. This is not safe. And to be so soft and gentle with those parts of me that are holding on because they're they're afraid that we're not going to be safe. And to really reclaim them back into love and power, and give them you know the time and the presence um, and the permission to do it different, and to step more into play and experimenting and letting go of timelines and it's not overnight fuck it's not this has been constant intentional presence um since 2019 for me and it's end of 2023 and every year i get better every year i get more embodied and every year i get an opportunity to presence like the next piece of me that's ready to step into more embodiment um and it's not always hard. Some of it's been really hard, and some of it's not been. Some of it's just been kind of edgy or fun or whatever. Um, yeah. So it's just been a beautiful process of the it's shadow and the light. Yeah. yeah.
1: I I think you said so many really great things there. I love that you talk about like kind of letting go of those expectations while still like working towards something um i mean i think one of the hardest things for me was letting go of the expectations that i held on myself not the ones that everybody else was pushing on me but the ones within myself were the hardest to let go of because it's like you know two years ago i said i wanted to you know get x y and z I wanted to meet this goal by this time, and I'm not there. And I don't even know if that goal feels good to me anymore. But also, I made that goal. So I can't (laughs) let go of it. And it's like, yes, and no, like, it's great to have goals to work towards. But also, like, you have to know what feels good to you. If that doesn't feel good to you anymore, like, let's make a shift. Let's find a way to like, make it feel good for us, whether that's, you know, shifting the timeline so that we don't have that pressure on ourselves, or even just like letting go of that goal and creating a new one, you know, like there can be so many shifts there. Um, And then you also talked about, you know, maybe just bringing more of that feminine energy into things, because I think when we feel that fear, we are so we, we tend to go into our masculine energy. When we're in that fear, and it holds us back from a lot of things.
0: Hmm. Hmm. No, you are dead on. Um. <laughs> so the title of my book is "Show Me How Easy It Is," and that was the phrase that's been a prayer for me in my journey of feminine embodiment and healing. It's like um it's like a prayer and asking to universe, God, divine, like, show me the beauty path. That's what the feminine, she, everything she makes, she'll make it beautiful. You know, you give her pain, she turns it into pleasure. Give her, right. Give her a seed. She turns it into a baby in her womb. You give her a house. She turns it into a home. You give her food. She makes it into a meal. That's like
1: the power of creation.
0: Yes. That beautiful energy. And so I love that. Show me how easy it is. It's like, show me how to make this the beauty path. Show me how to like lead with my heart. Show me, you know, the path of ease and ease doesn't always mean that everything's easy. It means we can step into trust and flow and surrender and all of those gifts, even when the painful shit happens, it's the Buddha quote, uh, pain is inevitable, but the struggle is optional. And so it's like what you do with the pain, right? How much can we like add struggle to a situation that's already painful and drag it out and beat ourselves up and spiral with it versus being like, all right, fuck, this hurts. This is hard. Okay. What do I need to feel? What do I need to process? How can I be with this? How, what can I learn from this? How can I be curious with this? How can I alchemize this into power? And that creates ease, even when shit is a little bit painful. And so, that has been for me the masculine energy. We are both masculine in our feminine energetics. And one of them, we have a leading essence. And for me, I found so much flow and ease leading in my feminine energetics because I have a womb, because I bleed, my hormones, everything is not the same at all all month long. I'm four women in one, as one of my shamans says. And I literally die and am reborn energetically, hormonally every month. And so if when I go with a more seasonal cyclical approach to success, I experience the flow and ease because I'm going with the momentum of the river versus walking up against it. And so the masculine energy is very linear. It's very logical. It's very do, do, do. It's when I do good, I feel good. And it's fire energy. So if your core leading essence wouldn't be, um, uh, if you're more of a yin, a feminine energy, naturally, right. That's your core essence. That'll be too much fire. And it will cause like a burnout in your nervous system because it's too much. So you'll know by which energetic feels easier on your body to lead in. That's how you'll know you still need the counterbalance of logic reason structure all of that those are beautiful neither is better or worse it's just that's what creates harmony and balance is the energetics literally the yin and yang being in balance um so for me leading in my feminine energy has literally changed my entire life like in every way how i sleep what i eat how i communicate how i plan my schedule um and just honoring my slowness and honoring when I want to speed up as well Mm -hmm. and giving myself recovery when I need to and knowing that I can get full speed results without going full speed constantly.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's big. Because I feel like um, because we're just in a masculine society, we're told that we have to be go, go, go all of the time. But you know, we've talked on here a lot about our cycle as women, and how there are times when we feel energetically ready to be in that flow where we're doing all the things where we're, you know, feeling great, we have the energy to hold up to those things. And then there are also seasons where I just want to be cuddled up, in a blanket, like on my couch reading a book. And that's what feels good to me. And um, so I think by honoring that, we'll still get the results that we want, but in a way that feels better for us. So as you were like, y- you went through this massive burnout, you're trying to rebuild the business, what were some of the like actual steps that you did to be like, okay, these are the changes that I need to make to make this feel good for me?
0: Yep. Um, I'll give a few very like businessy ones. And then I'll give a few that are more like my self care that supports me energetically. Yes. I'll start with business. I really looked at where I was Over giving. So the masculine energy is the giver and the feminine is the receiver. So, where I was constantly over giving and people pleasing, those were really like signals for me to show where I had agreements um, with even like employees, team members, people in my life that the energetic exchange actually wasn't feeling as good. And I was doing it out of a space of lack, trying to keep people, trying to keep people happy liking me um so that was a huge opportunity um and I still will find ways I I do that and go oh but really looking at that and starting to shift like well what would it look like if I got what I needed too if this was a win win for me and so for me that was some pricing changes um that was some realignment with team communication um and um, the way I structured my retreats and coaching, just making sure that I was taking care of myself and I wasn't like expected to be on constantly. Cause that's, that's not honoring my own alignment and actually not honoring my clients. Like I was showing up as a C some days and a, some days a B some days I want to show up a plus all the time. And in order to do that, you know, I have to really be like, I'm never going to show up for you outside of an a plus. So if I don't respond to boxer for three days, that's why. And when you get me, you're going to get a fucking channel. Boom. Um, Setting those boundaries. Yes. And I started calling in clients who just like, that was just like, yeah, of course, that's why I came to you. Is like, I want to be the embodiment of what you are. My clients are phenomenal now. Um, I had a lot of old clients who are with me for years that just left my world. Like it just like it was, it was dissonant. There was no longer resonance. Um So that was some like logistical changes, right? Um, The other thing was really actually have a planner we sell and I have a whole planning system every November. I do a big planning workshop on it was the way we plan. So I started doing this three, four years ago. I plan fulfillment forward. So I actually block out my year with all of the me stuff first. So like spring break with my kids, personal vacation with my husband. I like to get body work done, you know, every two weeks, um, whatever those things are for you i like to have time with my coaches i like to have time to watch courses i like to um i like to attend retreats i like to see my grandma like whatever like those things are that like are fulfilling my personal life and then i was like okay i love to host retreats i like to have time before and after to like really be clear and then clear my energy blocking those in. Okay. I love to run my programs, but I only like to show up this amount, blocking it in. So like really building like fulfillment first and then going backwards and making like what I'm selling to my clients match my dream life instead of trying to build a business that earns me my dream life. That game changer, game fucking changer.
1: I love that. I, just that one sentence right there, like building it around your dream life, not the other way around okay. is so key. Um, That has been a huge part of my stuff over the last year because I always felt like I was just like, you know, again, trying to chase after that dream, you know, instead of living in it now. Um, And so it feels so much more, You know in alignment with myself to just be in my dreams right now so again like you said uh my partner and i are big travelers so i always like if i know i'm traveling guess what i'm not gonna let anybody schedule that week that's just the thing the holidays are coming up i told you i'm not scheduling anything during the holidays like And I went into things knowing that. So I built up my schedule over the last couple months to sustain me through the next few months while I take that kind of time for myself. So if you go in it, like knowing those things, you can schedule things out and still be sustainable to yourself and your health, but also your business, too.
0: Yes. I love that you shared that. And I think for me, like hearing other people doing it was what gave me permission. Like I had a coach who was like, I'm taking three weeks off in December and I was like filled with jealousy immediately. And I was like, wait, why the fuck don't I just do that? Like, why, why am I like sad about it? Like just do it. And I moved my clients. I made it happen. I shoved everyone into one week and took it off and was like, oh yeah, never again. Do I not do that? Cause it's felt so good. So it's like, I think hearing the other women are doing it makes you go fuck it if they're doing it i can do it and like you said you just plan for it and your business will support it because it's it's hard when it is a last minute decision right and sometimes we have to make those but when you really do plan it that way your business will sustain it and it gives your clients permission if you do end up if you're in a client-based business or coaching Mm -hmm. or anything like that but whatever your business is like when i work with hairdressers whatever it's the same thing like just plan it move your people around and um. yes, those logistically were huge. The other thing logistically was I stopped investing so much money into only business support and focused on so much more personal and spiritual healing support. And still I have business support, obviously, but like I was always like 100% like, what's the funnel? What's the this? What's the that? Like so hyper masculine that I really softened my approach for personal development. And now like, honestly, my support is like I mean, very small business, like business is fucking easy. That's just really the truth. Like business is not hard. It's our story about it, our limitations, our lack of clarity about it, our lack of confidence about it, our questioning ourselves. That's the shit that gets in your way. When you pull that out of the way, you got the fucking idea. You know what it is. It's not that hard to post on Instagram. It's hard to be seen. It's hard to be heard. It's hard to feel creative. It's hard to sell and maybe get rejected or not have someone buy. And then the story we make about it, that's the part that ends up feeling hard is the human part. So for (laughs) me, when I started focusing on the human part, my business grew, but like I was just happier, wholer, more healed, more healthy. So logistically, that was like an investment shift for me that Mm -hmm. helped a lot. Um, And then energetically... Just self care breath. I mean, that's why I'm so passionate about breath work. Honestly, breath work is like my secret fucking hack to life. Like, I get stressed out, I get overwhelmed, I get it being too much too. And I get to look at it and be like, whoa, this isn't feeling good. Let me have a somatic release, move through it. And then when I'm clear, I'm like, okay, what needs to change? Is yeah. it? just me is it the team is it the strategy do I just need a break do I need to change my schedule but I go in regulated so nervous system tools breathworks my favorite one um changed my fucking life like Mm -hmm. and so my favorite thing it's like working out like you regulate your nervous system and then you maintain it. And like doing these tools creates vagal tone. So you actually extend your window of tolerance of how you experience life. So you start experiencing more of life regulated, which is why when you heal something, you're like, oh, that thing happened that used to unravel me. Now it doesn't. You've opened your window of tolerance and you can like handle and pivot, which expands your capacity of what you can hold, which is how you can hold more money, more clients, more success, because you're the type of person who is now calibrated to hold something that big where before it would have been too much mm-hmm. we had too much energetic resistance to calling it in so um just having easy free stuff at home like nervous system regulation doesn't have to be expensive yeah. it's- the magnesium bath, it's breathwork, it's a shaker plate, it's singing, it's toning, it's dancing, it's toning is like vocal toning, like humming, chanting, you can do this in the car, you can castor oil packs, these are little things you can do to support your body that are either free or very close to it. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, we've done a few different uh podcast episodes, one on breath work, but other holistic healing methods too, sound baths and how we can use the different tones to regulate our bodies. So we love all of the holistic healing vibes. Okay. Um, but no, I think you said a couple really great things that, you know, I think it all just ties back to especially as women, we forget where our business is. And we're our own bosses. And we don't have to go on the nine to five schedule that the rest of the world is built on. That is why we got into business, is because we wanted to be able to do things for ourselves. So you have the permission
0: to do things the way that feels good to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, you're cyclical. And when you honor your cyclicity and your seasons, that's the ease and flow you're looking for. Like it really is like you're trying to find it in the strategy and the tool and the this and the that. Like those should support the cyclicity and the seasons. They're they're not the way to them, if that makes sense. Like the system you're creating will support, okay, when I'm in this, what's the system that holds me in that? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, when you put that first, that's the show me how easy it is, like unlocked and you're going to just, handle life better, be able to see clear, move further, faster, honor your values, your family, your health, the things that matter to you. And like, you know, I think just, we all feel like this as we get older. I'm just like, if I fucking died tomorrow, like, what would I regret? It's not going to be that I didn't take another fucking Zoom call. No, it's going to be like, I regret not visiting my grandma. I regret not talking to my kid more and looking him in the eyes. Like, I regret not going hiking with my husband on the weekend. Like, I would regret being so tired all the time, I would regret like whatever that is for you. Like I'm speaking for myself and maybe I would regret like not really giving it a shot in my career. That is something if I didn't go for it, I would regret it. But like, I want to also have other things as well. And so I think, you know, I just try to remember that, like what, what really matters most, what really makes me the happiest. And for me, I find they're usually pretty simple things.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I I think those are the biggest questions that we really need to ask ourselves is like, what is important to us, you know, and especially when we're going into things like goal setting, it's like, you need to know what, what feels good to you. What's important to you, not what everybody else tells you, you should be like working on or should be important to you or even like, you know, focused on numbers, whether that's, you know, like your Instagram engagement or the, the amount of dollars that you're bringing into your business or whatever. Goals don't have to be number focused. It can be on, you know, how it makes you feel or the people that you're impacting through your work or whatever.
0: Yep. That's how mine are. And it feels so much more expansive And it's like, if I can sustain a lifestyle where I get to do the things that matter to me and change lives, whatever that number is, that's the right number.
1: But also once you start doing that,
0: the numbers start coming in along with it too. (laughs) Like literally like, and here's the deal. Money is just energy. It's literally just energy. And so when you focus on how you want to feel, how you want to be, how you want to serve, you know, and I, of course we have, we have healthy masculine energy in my business where like people on my team have a spreadsheet and they track shit and they talk to me about it. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, I spend my time and focus on service, on creativity, on helping people, on getting my message out there, on being the best version of myself. And the numbers are just like, a way for us to like, okay, let's look at logic, let's look at reason, let's counterbalance. Are they making sense together? Are they balanced? Is the feeling and the outcome are they are they communicating? Is there mm-hmm. a disconnect? Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Well, and making sure that the feminine and masculine energies are working together to build things up too. Um my my, um, partner and I, we both have our own businesses and it's so interesting, the different perspectives that we bring to the business. Cause he's very masculine and I'm very feminine. So it's like, he sees the logic in things and he can see, you know, maybe this step, this step and this step. Whereas I'm like, you know, I'm thinking more big picture. I'm thinking creative. I'm thinking, you know, service I'm, you know, so it's, when we work together, I see so much growth and potential in things and it's so amazing.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's exciting. Business business is a spiritual experience and it's an experience for a lot of personal development. And I think when we start to see it that way, we see it as like a sacred opportunity for transformation instead of like fucking judging ourselves about where we fall short or where we're not where yet, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just seeing it as like, what's aligned for me? What feels good for me? What are my values? And all of this that when it feels yucky or hard or pressure, it's just an opportunity for more alignment, healing. And yeah, yeah. there's yeah. so much good that can come
1: from healing ourselves just in general. But so for the mom that's listening to this that you know she's trying to run her business have the family do all of the things and is kind of in that burnout cycle how what are some of the steps that you know she can take to pull herself out of this find more alignment and you know really build the business and life that she wants while regulating her nervous system
0: yeah so i'll speak to two different moms i'll speak to the one who maybe doesn't have any cash to invest in herself Mm -hmm. like you're really just starting out okay so i'm gonna talk to that mom first so the mom who doesn't have any cash i want you to take the little bit of extra cash or money you can find and like find a local yoga studio that does breath work that does women's circles and be in sisterhood and start bringing those tools in and start doing the free nervous system regulation tools. Like I will literally, like, if you are confused, just DM me and I'll send you a list of different tools you can do at home. Mm -hmm. So like, magnesium baths, shaking, um, breath work, those things. So for the woman who really doesn't have it, and I want you following expanders online, like people who are speaking into existence and leading the way that you would desire or wish to lead. And I want you to see them as expanders and proof that it is possible, not as a something to compare yourself to. I want you to see them as like a free mentor in the meantime Mm -hmm. and consume Only from people that expand you and heal you and walk a path that you're interested in. Yes. Okay. For the woman who, even if it's stretchy to invest, but you've been in this business game, you need to invest. You need to work with a mentor and please, for the love of God, hire someone, get into a community with alignment, whatever that is for you. I can't speak what that is for you, but like, Finding someone who is leading, walking, like I was talking about the free mentor analogy, it's the cheat code. It really is the fast way. Like my next season, I have a son who is 10, and I want to have another baby. I'm remarried for the second time, you know, my marriage is very different than the first time. And so I'm really preparing to hold a new season of motherhood, knowing it's going to rock my fucking world. Right. Mm-hmm. And knowing that there will be like massive death and rebirth. And I'm terrified about it. So I'm like, why don't I hire mentors who are holding a business bigger than mine and birthing children and leaving a team to be in their energy of like, what does that even look like to be holding I've never held what I held now and a baby. I'm holding a 10-year-old with it. That's very different than a newborn. And so it's like, that's my cheat code and my expander to help me prepare my body, my nervous system, even my reality to be like, it's possible someone else is doing it and they're doing it in a way that is aligned for me and like learning and being around them. So it's like seeing where you wanna go and finding that person who's ahead of you and being in their energy is literally been one of the greatest gifts of my life. And I just continue to like, like for me, for someone who doesn't want to have a baby, that wouldn't have been the mentor for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, you're going to have to find who's that next step for you. And being in sisterhood, community spaces like that is just literally going to be so expansive.
1: Yeah, it's so true. I I think everything that you said is so important. And that's why we we do what we do, right? Coaching. It's like podcasting. It's creating those spaces where we can connect and, you know, find other women that are doing the things that we want to do. We can see the possibilities. We're not there as competition. We're here as collaborators and community. Um, so by the time this episode comes out, I'll, I'll be announcing it. So I think I'll I'll and I'll say a little thing now, but like I am opening up a new community for women, specifically women in business, where we can come online and we don't have to feel like we're you know. I I love Instagram. I love Facebook. I think they're great. They have their place, but too often I get on there and it's like this comparison game with everybody. Or I'm seeing all of these ads for things that I don't really care about or aren't feeling in alignment with me. Um, So to be able to be in a space where like I see all of these other amazing women doing the things that I want to be doing and I can ask questions and not feel judgment and those types of things is super important to me. And there's so many free resources out there available. Um, You know, I told you that we had that person that does breathwork on she has a free YouTube, where she has different breathwork sessions for all sorts of different things. Like, there are books, there are podcasts, there are communities, there is so much available out there. And if you have the ability, like coaching is amazing, and such a great opportunity, like you said, finding somebody who's, you know, a a few steps ahead of you and what you want to do, like, learn from them. Be able to take from them what you want and also leave the things that you don't want.
0: And that's okay too. Totally. 100%. Yeah, I love it.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. I think this was super valuable. Um, Tell us where we can find you, all the things that you have going on, your coaching availability, anything like that.
0: Yeah, I think the best way to find me is Instagram. Honestly, my personal is Hey Elizabeth Fay, and you can kind of go down the rabbit hole there. Um, I have our Glow Breathwork certification, healing retreats, you know, masterminds for different beauty wellness. We have some for coaches. Um, but yeah, I think the Instagram is just the best place to kind of vibe out and get inspired. And I got free breath work and stuff too. That like you said, there really is so many incredible people um, that you can just receive. So if you're not in a place to invest, it's fine. And obviously your community is going to be a beautiful place where people can fill that sisterhood and find connection and like-minded um, humans. But yeah, hey, Elizabeth, Face, the place to go. We'll
1: party okay. there. Awesome. Like I said, I love everything you're doing over there. I think you bring so much light to my Instagram feed. So I absolutely love like getting to follow you, but you know, we love retreats too. So retreats are amazing. Um, Your Ted talk,
0: you can just look that one up on YouTube, right? Elizabeth Bay hairstylist changed the world. And even if you're not a hairstylist, it really is a global message. It's a beautiful five minutes. It's worth watching.
1: It it definitely is. So go check her out in all of the places.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. Yay. Thanks for having me.
1: Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.